Hello, everybody. Welcome to the noon update here at KOTO. It's 12.06. And um, I've got Dr. Deanna Colliker in the house. And I also have Valentina Estrella on the line. She's going to be doing some Spanish interpretation. Let me pull her up. Hi, Valentina. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Both of you, thank you so much for being here today. How are you, Kara? Nice to see you. It's great to see you, too. I'm doing okay. I had a bag of M&Ms for breakfast, so I'm feeling <laughs> at my best. Um, how about you? How are you doing? Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. However, I, I did not think of the M&M breakfast, so I, I feel bad about that. But no, I'm doing fine. Great. And uh, we have Valentina on the line. And so I think we'll just start how we usually do, which is um, if you could kind of give, give everyone an update. How are things in San Miguel County right now? What's going on? Uh, bueno, vamos a empezar como siempre empezamos uh, con las actividades. Uh, ¿Qué está el ambiente en el condado de San Miguel? Well, we are... Um... We are once again lucky to live in um, this lovely place. And um, while we are experiencing um, the Omicron surge um, and we're continuing to experience it, it does seem like perhaps it has plateaued a little bit. Right, yeah, so what was the case count? Uh, it's one is it Tuesdays and, and Fridays, I think they update. And I know it's gone down since the last numbers came out. Uh, bueno, uh, estamos agradecidos de vivir en el condado de San Miguel, uh, pero de nuevo, uh, en este nuevo variante en American, seguimos viendo esos casos. Um, sí, um, las actualizaciones se hacen cada martes y jueves. Um, ¿Qué fueron las últimas actualizaciones? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not all roses and sunshine. Like, we are still at a very high exceedingly high incidence rate and positivity rate um, but it over the past several weeks where it seemed like we were on a steep steep incline it does seem like it has leveled off still at a very high point but perhaps not still rising at that same rate bueno no es para decir que todo es rosas y eh, la luz del sol Um, estamos viendo que en los últimos a uh, las semanas iba siguiendo uh, a, iba subiendo el nivel de casos um, rápidamente pero ya esta semana tomamos un nivel a uh, más o menos plano a uh, que sigue continuando and you know that is what we saw across the state in our resort communities. So Telluride and Vail and Summit County and Steamboat, they all had these super early surges of Omicron, likely related to travel over the holidays. And then now the rest of the state is starting to um, experience the same thing. So we were just a little ahead of the curve. Bueno, es algo que vemos en los otros pueblos también de resorte, a uh, pueblos como Veo, a uh, el condado de Summit, el condado de Águila. Uh, todos estos pueblos también tuvieron un nivel de este nuevo variante American, um, alto nivel de, de casos, 
pero eso estamos viendo también ya en todo el estado. Todo el estado está teniendo este nuevo nivel de, de casos. Entonces nosotros um, estuvimos como unas semanas antes del resto del estado. And you know this, it it appears that Omicron is the predominant strain right now in our county, according to our wastewater and to um, sequencing that is being done at the state. Um, and very few Delta cases um, that has kind of been replaced with Omicron, which is a variant that is way, way, way more contagious, but seems to have a, a somewhat milder um, course and le lower hospitalization rate, albeit it's not a no hospitalization rate. It, it still can make people pretty sick, particularly if you are unvaccinated. Ah, bueno, estamos viendo que este ah, nuevo variante sigue pues, en nuestro pueblo. Tenemos altos niveles de este nuevo variante de American. Ah, las pruebas de nuestros, ah, nuestro tratamiento del agua están enseñando niveles de, de este variante. Ah, hemos tenido pocos casos de, de Delta, ah, pero con este nuevo variante <coughs> ah, es mucho más contagioso. Así uh, vemos que el curso de la enfermedad es un poco más humilde uh, y que las hospitalizaciones son uh, bajas. Pero en particular, si no estás vacunado, uh, llega al nivel de necesitar uh, hospitalizaciones y eso no es tampoco por decir que no haya también um, hospitalizaciones de americanos. I've heard a couple people say, because it is so contagious and so many people in Telluride have had it, is I just want to get on the other side of this thing. I just I just want to get it and get it over with. What are your thoughts when you hear someone say that? Um, bueno, como hemos tenido tantos casos de este nuevo variante, uh, y es como inevitable, uh, mucha gente dice pues que ya quieren que se contagien para um, ya pasar de esto. I mean, I, I hear that sentiment, and um, I, I understand where people are coming from, and I, I guess you have to assess your risk. And, um, you know, if you are vaccinated and boosted, and you have no one in your life that is high risk, I, I think you, you, you know, could, could share that um, uh, point of view if you are... Um, unvaccinated or you have people in your life that are unvaccinated or high risk, I, I, I don't know that I would roll that dice. Bueno, ese sentido, uh, sí lo entiendo, y pues es eh, la responsabilidad individual de uh, tomar en cuenta su propio riesgo. O sea, que ya están vacunados, ya tienen su tercera vacuna, y no tienen a nadie en su vida que sea inmunocomprometidos o, o que no tengan su vacuna. Um, y en, entiendo que pues que sí puedan tomar la información, la, la enfermedad bien. Um, pero para los que no están vacunados o tienen a uh, personas en su vida que tampoco están vacunadas y también tienen um, inmunocompromiso, um, eso les puede afectar a ellos. Entonces, hay, hay que revisar el nivel de riesgo propio. 
And while this variant does overall seem to have less severe outcomes than, say, Delta, it does not mean that it is a walk in the park. And I can tell you, as a physician, I've seen patients with Omicron who are um, unvaccinated, who are partially vaccinated, who are vaxxed and boosted, and, and their degree of illness is very different. And, you know, there, there are no guarantees out there. And particularly if you are unvaccinated or only partially vaccinated and you have any risk factors, this can still land you in the hospital. This can still cause a severe outcome. So, you know, it, it is still an illness not to be, you know, treated lightly. Bueno, entonces eso no es para decir que este nuevo variante sea pues una caminada en el parque. Uh, aunque no tenga tan síntomas tan graves como el variante de Delta, todavía dependiendo del de, eh, estatus de vacuna al individual, sea que tengan su primera, su segunda, su tercera dosis, eh, eh, la afecta a diferentes niveles a cada persona. Entonces, no es para minimizar lo grave que es esta enfermedad um, si uno toda, todavía puede llegar a estar hospitalizado y entonces hay que estar uh, conscientes de que um, no es una enfermedad tal y común. Dr. K, I want to talk a little bit about um, those of us who do have people who are at risk in our lives and I've encouraged a few of a few friends to tune in who have children mm -hmm. under the age of five who are not able to get vaccinated and um, it is sort of just been like this pendulum of anxiety of sort of like one minute it feels like okay everything's fine you know daycare's fine like let's just proceed with normal life and then other times it's like oh my gosh we should be staying home every minute um, can you just talk a little bit about how vulnerable children under five are and what the local and state statistics are telling us and maybe some advice for parents? Um, bueno, uh, para padres que tengan uh, hijos menores de cinco años en lo cual um, no se pueden vacunar esos niños, um, estamos viviendo en la línea de... Ah, a la, las cosas si están bien, no están bien, la guardería sigue ah, abierta o no estar abierta, estamos viviendo como ah, en la ambigüedad y ah, ¿qué recomiendas tú para esos padres? Ah, sea que ¿Cuáles son los ah, niveles en el estado o la información ah, a nivel nacional que está ah, sobre Okay, so Valentina, if I go on, interrupt me, because um, th there's a lot to answer this. So we now have vaccines that are available for children five and over, and that is reassuring to help, and we know that those vaccines in children five and over who get COVID, they have much better outcomes, they have much lower rates of hospitalization, and death or requiring um, uh, ventilation, like with a ventilator. So the vaccines work in our children over five. Bueno, um, para los niños que son mayores de cinco años, sí hay una vacuna aprobada. Uh, sí estamos viendo que la vacuna sí ayuda bastante, evitar las hospitalizaciones, también evitar que 
el niño llegue a ocupar ventilación. But in our infants to four-year-olds, we don't have that option. And so I understand you and your friends having, you know, this constant swing of let's go back to life as normal. We need to be super careful. It, it, is, it is a really hard balance um, to walk. Entonces entiendo, para esos padres que sí tienen uh, bebés hasta los cuatro años, uh, sí, es, es algo difícil de navegar, que sea que quieren llegar a la normalidad, pero a la misma vez todavía estamos en un ambiente con mucho riesgo. And this Omicron variant has hit children harder than prior variants and, and has caused more hospitalizations and um, those who are unvaccinated, regardless of their age, do have a higher risk, um, particularly if they have underlying comorbidities, meaning health problems like asthma or obesity or diabetes or, um, you know, other um, problems with their immune system. So kids who, just like adults, if they have health problems, it puts them at higher risk. Sí, pero y, y a la misma vez, uh, bueno, los que no tienen uh, la vacuna sabemos que les afecta mucho más, pero a la misma vez los que tienen la, la vacuna y sufren de otra uh, morbilidad, um, que tengan un sistema eh, comprometido, uh, es algo que sí les puede llegar a afectar mucho más. And, you know, as we have seen this Omicron surge hit our country, we have seen increased rates of hospitalizations of children. So, like, two times more children are hospitalized right now with COVID than, say, three weeks ago. And three to four times as many are hospitalized compared to last year. And, and we're seeing that across the country and, and in our state. Bueno, y también uh, las hospitalizaciones están casi el doble para los niños que han uh, contratado COVID. Um, y eso estamos viendo también al nivel estatal y uh, en el país, uh, que mucho más niños en las últimas semanas han contagiado a uh, COVID y están en el hospital por COVID. And what complicates things is the time of year. So right now, we have other respiratory viruses um, like RSV and the flu. And um, so, and, and that age group that you're talking about, the little ones, particularly ones that are under six months old, who can't be vaccinated against COVID and have, you know, um, vulnerability to those other respiratory viruses like the flu, like RSV, that is, you know, as if you are a parent, that that would be a real concern. Y a la misma vez, pues en este uh, clima, en esta temporada, pues tenemos a otro virus uh, también um, de el sistema respiratorio. Um, que está en combinación um, con las otras hospitalizaciones de, de COVID. Entonces, uh, para esos bebés menor que todavía no se pueden vacunar, que tienen otros riesgos, uh, pues les está afectando mucho más, porque 
si no se contagian de COVID, se pueden contagiar de los otros virus que están um, por alto por el tiempo del año. So I remember when my son was an infant and I looked at periods of time based on risk. And so when he was less than two months old, I allowed no one to, to come in contact with him because I knew that was his greatest time period of risk of infection from any type of respiratory virus. And then when he got to six months old, I felt a little better because then he had started getting immunizations. He could get a flu shot. Um, and I was still breastfeeding, and so he was also getting that immunity from me. And then after six months, you know, when they're nine months or a year, they're kind of bomber. I mean, they they are rough and tumble, and they, they tolerate, you know, little illnesses. And so, and I was lucky that my son had no underlying, you know, health problems. So I certainly, I opened up his exposure as he got a little older, and I think I would approach this day that we live in the same way. Bueno, yo recuerdo, pues, con mi hijo, cuando él tenía como unos dos meses, yo sabía que su nivel de contagiarse de esos otros virus era era alto. Entonces, en verdad, yo lo alejé de todo el riesgo. Uh, por su edad, ya cuando estaba un poquito más grande, sea los seis meses, ya lo empecé a exposi en exposición un poco más y ya pues a los nueve meses al año ya los niños son más resistentes, ya pueden aguantar una enfermedad uh, un poquito más. Entonces, uh, tomar en cuenta pues el, el nivel de riesgo que tiene eh, el, sus niños. Uh, gracias a Dios, mi Uh, bebé no tenía otras enfermedades, entonces uh, tuve que preocupar mucho por eso, pero si lo hubiera tenido, el riesgo pues sí, sube mucho más. If your child has just recently gotten COVID, um, I guess first of all, how long does their immunity last if you have that information? And if they're five and older and have just had COVID, do you still recommend a vaccine? Um, para los niños que se acaban de contagiar de COVID, ¿a cuánto tiempo les dura la inmunidad? O sea que también los pequeños pequeños bebés que, sorry, de los, los bebés de cinco años que también acaban de contagiarse de COVID, ¿cuándo les recomiendas que se vacunen? So we don't we don't know exactly how long the immunity lasts, particularly with this current variant. With prior, like with the alpha, we felt like um, three months for sure, and then probably longer for people who had a normal immune system. You know, when we're dealing with children, infants, we, we don't totally have that data yet. Um, if your child um, is over five and gets COVID, we do still recommend getting a vaccine once they've completely recovered from their illness, um, which is typically within two weeks. And then you could get a vaccine or if they're due for a booster, um, if they're of that age uh, subsequent. But we want them to be recovered completely. Bueno, en verdad no tenemos mucha información sobre la inmunidad en los pequeños. Sabemos que 
con el previo variante a la inmunización sí duraba como unos uh, tres meses, uh, pero con este nuevo variante y especialmente en los niños, en verdad no sabemos uh, cuánto dura la inmunidad. Pero para los niños mayores de cinco años que no se han vacunado um, con sea, su segunda dosis de, o tercera dosis de, de la vacuna um, y han contagiado COVID, se puede dar la vacuna sea cuando se han recuperado completamente de la enfermedad, a uh, un promedio de dos semanas, um, para ponerse la próxima vacuna. So here's another thing, another strategy for um, if you if you have a child who cannot be immunized, you can provide them protection by surrounding them with people who are fully immunized. So the vaccine, you know, if, if everybody in their life is vaccinated, which reduces their chance of getting it or of having severe illness and having, um, you know, lots of viral shedding or passing it on to somebody else, that helps. If you are in a, you know, a daycare situation, it most certainly helps if the people who are taking care of your children are vaccinated and are wearing masks. Like, these are all layers of protection that that help. Uh, uno también lo que puede hacer para sus hijos que sea que no se pueden vacunar todavía es a uh, tener a las personas que están en contacto con sus hijos uh, que sean ellas vacunadas uh, porque eso evita el nivel del virus que puede ser transmitido a la misma vez a uh, el uso pues del cubrebocas uh, a, lo, a los tiempos uh, en público uh, para evitar el nivel de contagiación para tus hijos. So when we reach herd immunity, if that is, if that's even something to ask right now, but um, what what kind of like precautions do you think that populations that are vulnerable will still need to take? Like for example, for parents of children under five, you know, will we still be wanting to wear masks and and that sort of thing once we get hopefully past this surge? Bueno, uh, para la inmunidad del grupo, la inmunidad uh, mayoría, um, ya que alcancemos ese nivel, si es algo que eh, es alcanzable, um, ¿qué va a ser las precauciones para ellos que sea que no se puedan uh, vacunar o tengan otros riesgos? ¿Qué va a ser su nivel uh, de protección? So, I mean, there are some that think that this Omicron surge actually could get us to a place where this is no longer the, the pandemic, but is um, endemic, meaning like the flu, it is just part of our life and, and other infectious um, diseases. Um, and perhaps that if if we have um, a high proportion of the po population who has immunity, either related to vaccine immunity or natural immunity, and we have some good therapeutics, so that, that is a game changer. Medications that can be easily administered when somebody develops 
the illness and then can make it less severe, then we we can maybe move on from this and, um, you know, put down the masks and, and stop the social distancing and things. Until we get to that point, we still have to, you know, use all these tools. But I do see that th this will, you know, become more controllable. I really do think that. Bueno, este nuevo variante los da uh, la, la posibilidad que llegue a ser uh, no tanto una pandemia, pero tanto como una pandemia, en lo cual uh, esta enfermedad se considera una enfermedad común, una enfermedad um, que es parte de las enfermedades que están en nuestro ambiente. Um, y eso puede ser que lleguemos a deshacer de el uso de las cubrebocas, um, pero a la misma vez, uh, sorry, could you repeat that last uh, sentence? Um, <laughs> it was, uh, you do see us um, oh, yes. hopefully getting to... Yeah, I do see us being able to get, get to a point where th this is controllable. Uh, pero a la misma vez veo que Toda esta situación actualmente que llega a nivel que tenemos a uh, que tengamos más control. And and I think we will look at it once again based on an individual's risk. So if I have a three-year-old who has asthma, I am going to get them a flu shot because I know that they could have a worse outcome from the flu each year than somebody who doesn't have asthma. And I think we will, in the next, you know, six months to a year, we will have a COVID vaccine for, you know, kids that are under five. Um, and I think that, you know, parents make these decisions every day of, all right, should one of us stay home and work because our child has asthma or our child has a heart defect? Or do we send them to preschool and knowing that they're going to get exposed to more things? I think everybody will be able to make those individual decisions. Um, one, and once we have more tools in the toolbox, as far as vaccines for all ages, therapeutics for all ages, then I think we can put down some of these other measures that we're using now, like masks. Bueno, a la misma vez vamos a tener que seguir evaluando pues el nivel individual. Si eres un padre que tiene un hijo de tres años sea con asma, um, que tomes las precauciones para uh, cuidar a, a tu hijo, sea darle la vacuna de influenza o a evitar su exposición sea en la guardería. Um, sí, uh, tengo esperanza que entre el próximo año tengamos una vacuna para los menores de cinco años, uh, pero tomar en cuenta de nuevo el, el nivel de riesgo individual y uh, cómo los podemos proteger al uno al otro. And I think it, it may be that this is just like the seasonal flu that you have to get a vaccine every year. Uh, that is a possibility. And, you know, that's, that's an acceptable um, burden that I'm willing to take. Um, and, um, 
you know, just like even if your child doesn't have asthma, I would still recommend getting a flu shot every year. I don't know if you've ever seen a four-year-old with influenza, but it isn't pretty. And they're miserable. And so if you can do something to minimize their risk of illness or their risk of severity of illness, I would, I would choose to do that. Um, bueno, y a la misma vez estamos uh, hablando de um, la del riesgo que toma uno um, en el, la exposición de, de sus hijos. Uh, no sé si has visto un niño de, de cuatro años con influenza, pero les pega muy fuerte. Entonces, uh, lo que podemos hacer para uh, proteger es uh, que es, eh, la vacuna de COVID llegue hacer una vacuna tal y común como uno toma para la influenza. Y es algo uh, que uno se puede comprometer que cada año se haga la vacuna de, de COVID al mismo tiempo con uh, la de influenza para evitar que eso llegue a un nivel. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been so helpful. I hope um, others who are listening have, have learned some something from this too um is there anything else that you want to say dr k um any message from the med center or anything else that you'd like to convey to listeners um bueno les agradezco a todos los que están escuchando esto ha sido muy informacional hay algo más que quieres agregar doctora k uh yeah we um you know, we at the Med Center, we have um, we have been busy. It has, um, from, you know, the 20th of December to now, particularly in our emergency department, it has been a whirlwind. And in our primary care, in our respiratory clinic, our, the demand has been high. And we are super lucky that we have so many testing options in San Miguel County. And you should go to the sanmiguelcountyco.gov website for all of those testing options um, and uh, if if you are ill if you are high risk um, you know certainly call and make an appointment um, or you know if you're having severe s symptoms uh, come to the emergency department and and be seen Sí, puedo comentar que pues el centro médico aquí de Telluride sí ha estado bastante ocupado um, y sí estamos agradecidos que aquí en el condado de San Miguel hay bastantes recursos para realizarse pruebas, uh, pero de nuevo si estás teniendo síntomas y si te está pegando algo grave, uh, puedes hacer una cita para uh, visitarnos, sea uh, por cita o sea entrar a la sala de emergencias. I would also add that I would ask for patience um, because we, we have been, um, you know, overwhelmed for a, a significant period of time at the medical center with demand for our services as well as we, we've been compromised in our staffing just like every other business in this town where we have had um, people who have gotten sick, they have family members that are sick and so they can't come to work and so we, you know, are dealing with those struggles every day. Um, you know, sometimes we cannot answer the phone on the third ring. Um, sometimes we can't even on the twelfth ring. Like it, it is, it has really been challenging for us and we're, we're trying to do everything we can to keep everybody 
um, you know, healthy and safe. Um, but I would ask for, you know, patience with us. Bueno, lo que pido de uh, todos los que están escuchando es la paciencia. El centro médico ha estado a, a capacidad uh, en nuestro servicio, el, el, uh, nuestros servicios están por demanda muy alta y como otros negocios en el pueblo hemos batallado con uh, bajos recursos de empleados. Uh, entonces, uh, sí, no, a veces no podemos contestar el teléfono, sea en la tercer, uh, en el tercer tono o hasta a veces en el doce tono. Uh, entonces, les pido por favor uh, paciencia en, 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 en este tiempo, porque como uh, los trabajadores están pasando por lo mismo, o sea que ellos uh, uh, han sido exposición um, o han mismo contratado el virus y eso los uh, los pega en nuestro nivel de servicio. And we're in a better place than we were three weeks ago. And we are now not only able to take care of you when you're sick, but we're able to take care of your, you know, routine needs, your primary care needs, your preventive needs, which we know is so amazingly important for children and for adults. And so if it's time for you to, you know, schedule your annual exam or your well child check, call and, and we will get you in. We're, we're really trying to prioritize um, meeting all those needs of acute illness as well as, you know, chronic care and preventive care. Um, pero a la misma vez estamos uh, un poco más por debajo de las últimas semanas. Entonces queremos seguir ofreciendo y proporcionando los servicios de cuidado primario. Entonces, uh, los consejos, si ocupan ese cuidado primario, queremos seguir estando aquí para ustedes um, y seguir ofreciendo esos servicios. And I want to encourage everybody to um, get vaccinated if they are eligible. If you have not been vaccinated, if you've only gotten one of the two-shot series, if you have not gotten your booster in its time, which they have now reduced that to five months, um, we're able to, um, you know, get you those vaccines um, through the county, through the Telluride Medical Center, um, and I, I really do think that is important for children and adults to, um, that their best protection is to be fully vaccinated against this virus. Y les consejo de nuevo, si uh, eres elegible para la vacuna, a favor de vacunarte. Uh, tenemos esos recursos disponibles, sea por el condado de San Miguel, también por el centro médico, hay vacunas disponibles. Si notas puesto esa segunda dosis o la tercera dosis que han bajado el tiempo a los cinco meses, uh, ahora sí eres uh, elegible. Entonces, uh, por favor, revisa tu, tu status y si puedes, hazte la vacuna. And I do think until this current surge settles down a little bit, I do think it's um, wise to look at look at your individual risk factors and and modify your behavior based on that. Um, you know, I, I know there is a camp out there of I just want to get it and get it over with. 
Um, but, um, you know, I, I do think now is a little bit of a time to, to be careful, to avoid big gatherings, um, to, you know, wear masks um, when you are indoors. Um, I, I think that is, that is really prudent right now. Y entiendo que um, varios están, pues, que ya quiero que me contagie, ya quiero que sobrepase esto, uh, pero a la misma vez hay que tomar eh, en cuenta qué, qué estamos haciendo para pro protegernos, sea evitar las reuniones uh, adentro, evitar el nivel de personas que uh, uh, conta contactamos que sin cubrebocas y estar evaluando siempre a... Uh, no nomás nuestro riesgo, pero el riesgo a las personas alrededor de nosotros. Thank you so much, ladies. I really appreciate it. Um, Dr. K, thank you for coming in. Valentina, thank you so much for um, being on the phone with us today. And I think I'm going to close it out if that's okay with you. That works for me. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.